Yeah. Hey. hey. How are you, man? Who? <laughs> same old, same old. Same old. Good to see you, man. Good to <laughs> see you. <laughs> you look very different. Why? What? What? Uh, Chris looks exactly the same. <laughs> you sure? I got old. I got old. Twenty pounds. Twenty pounds heavier. <laughs> hey, thanks, thanks, thanks a lot for. Yeah, man, it's great. It's great to have you on board. Exciting, man. Yeah, okay. I want to ask you something before I forget. Uh, I wanted to ask you, but it's been difficult for me to try to communicate. Let me see what God is written down here. Yeah, um, like I want to give CDs. If you is that something you can do? Yeah, I guess we can do it on the fast color site, right, Kev? If you want to do anything. Sure, there. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do something. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, yeah. With the fa- under oh. the fast colors banner. Yeah, I mean, I want to give uh some throw out some CDs out there, so and your not viewers, your listeners can. Yeah, yeah, can can actually, yeah. Sure, sure, we can we can do that. Yeah, yeah, sure. Let's go. Yeah, okay, cool. Okay, I'll slide us in. Uh, three, two, one. Hello and welcome to another episode of Lion City Rock, the only podcast about Singapore's pop music scene that you never knew you needed to know. The one and only. And yeah. <laughs> my name is Chris and I'm here with my usual partner in crime when all things Singapore pop is concerned, Kevin Matthews. Say hello, Kevin. Hello, Kevin. Hey. Okay. Uh, today, uh, we have a very interesting guest. Uh, yeah, I know I say we have interesting guests all the time, but this one, really, really interesting. Yeah, this guy yeah, has yeah, a yeah. wealth of knowledge uh, about the Singapore music scene spanning more than 30 years. Um, he was in one of Singapore's first, I would say, actually, I would say Singapore's like, full-on first punk band. Uh, and he has established himself quite well in the scene since then. Um, you know, he's been doing all of ch- You know what? I'm not going. I'm not even going to go into the whole CV <laughs> down here. I'm just going to let this guy explain everything to you and tell you about his own musical journey. So please, let's welcome Mr. Francis Leong. Yay! Yay. Oh, Francis Frightful. What should yeah. we use? Yes. What, what, what Frightful. Francis Frightful. Francis Frightful. Yep. Yeah. Right. Francis Frightful. Yeah. Yeah. Good to see you, man. Okay. Is this? Um. Sorry. Is this where I can uh, apply for? Free mask. <laughs> uh, sorry, that's the next podcast. Not this one. Not this episode. It was the next episode. You, you came in a bit too early. <laughs> ah, you know, the yeah. earlier the better, man. If you tell me next week, I'll line up last week, no? Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> <I'm> okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. So, like Kevin and I were talking about how how we first got to know, um, mm. you know, no off, yeah. rather opposition party and all that. Yeah, yeah. And and I think it was mostly it was mostly through through the newspapers uh, at that time. I think back then we hardly had any kind of you know stories about alternative bands or even punk bands or any kind of that kind of music. So uh, you guys were one of the first I think to be featured in 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 Straits Times back in back then. But you know maybe you could talk about how you guys got together. I mean your own musical journey. How how did you even get started in this? Was was being in a, in a punk band uh, something that you always wanted to do? Okay, it is kind of weird because uh, in retrospect, when I think about it, I didn't know what punk was, but 
I got drawn to punk rock. So the my I started out not in a punk family. So there were well my there were always come some kind of music playing on the record player. I remember like surf music or rockabilly kind of stuff. But that's not because someone is into like uh, a rockabilly person. It's just that that was the music of the of the past. That's the kind of records that the right. family had. Right. So yeah, I just like the kind of beat, you know, it's this rock and roll thing. I felt that I like rock and roll, but that was when I was really little, so I didn't know what it was. Just that I like this kind of um, this. It's a raw certain rawness to it, right? Especially mm. when uh, it's a recording from the past played on a on a vinyl. Yeah. And when I uh, start to uh, grow aware about music, that was already in the eighties. Okay. So I uh, experimented with everything. I, 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 there was a new wave. Was, of course, there was the British invasion, right? Mm. This uh, 80s was just filled with British bands, UK bands, new wave especially. And I, I, I kind of like the style because later I found out because new wave came from punk rock. So a lot of the fashion were influenced. Just that it's not that raw. Mm. It's kind of like, you know, beautified punk rock. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. I mean... Right, you look at the flock colors. of seagulls, right? You look at yeah, yeah, yeah. look at yeah. their hairstyle, look at their clothes. They is definitely yeah. related to the punk, right? Yeah. Yeah. So and uh I I, I thought, okay, this they look cool, you know. Is like this side punk. Remember the side punk people had? They they yep. spiked their hair on the side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they, they kind of like some people are able to bleach their hair or things like that to color their hair. So I like I like I like the fashion like statement that they were making. Although I didn't know where it derived from, but I didn't like really like the music. It was, uh, you know, a lot of sins. Mm. <laughs> okay. But okay. Because I like, I like rockabilly. I like rock and roll. Mm. So, synthesizers and rock and roll, like you know, kind of didn't really gel. Right. Right. So, uh, it took me a while to discover what punk rock was. I I went through the whole thing. I listened to classic rock. I listened to heavy metal. You know, the Malay kids. In my school, and uh, they let me, you know, tapes, cassette tapes of uh, Rainbow, Eagle, Deep Purple. I, I kind of like the feel. Xavier, the guitars were there, but then again, it was all drawn out and very long winded for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay? It's like, okay, how long do you want to play a guitar solo? You know? Yeah. <laughs> And then I, um, for some reason, even though I said rockabilly and surf music was what I remembered from my childhood days, I kind of uh, developed, I, I, there was no particular incident why or when, but I kind of developed a uh, kind of like a um, resistance to blues. Okay. Not like pure blues music, like rock music that derived heavily, that has a very heavy blues right. uh, tone yeah. to it. Which mm. of course all the classic rock bands had then. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If, including your the the the, the uh, prototype stoner rock Black Sabbath here is blues, okay? Yeah, it's just heavy yeah. blues. <laughs> that. Yeah, true. Yeah. That's true. And you break it down, okay. <laughs> right? So I mean, there are some uh, very trashy sounding riffs that actually influence trash bands, but it's blues, okay? Yeah. Motorhead mm. was fast, but Motorhead was blues. It was uh, just a speeded up rockabilly or uh, not rock and roll band. Yep. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. 
Yep. So, uh, so that, that that didn't really do it for me. Classic rock. I'm like, okay, like the heaviness, the drawn out songs, and the singing, especially the high pitched voice, was like, what the hell? <laughs> you know? And this was before the days of guttural growls, and I I wasn't yeah. even looking for anything. It just that it just didn't go. I it, I just didn't um, gel that well with me. That kind of music. Right. Okay. But I liked it. It's heavy. So I start searching and. When I got into uh, no no I got into when I was um, researching kind of because <laughs> okay. uh, you have to like go read a book and read magazines to research. I was reading what was in Pass Around at the time it was like number one in Smash Sheets magazines. Mm. <laughs> like ninety nine percent they cover the British invasion and New Wave, right? Yes. So, yes. But then yeah. I forgot which one. It could be number one. There was a in the back page, the two the inside front cover and the, the actual back page had like charts printed on there. Mm. The usual yeah. top 50, top 100, whatever. And then there was one that's called the indie, independent charts. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Independent before the word independent became a trendy hipster word. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So yep. Like yep. Independent. Yep. And then the yep. bands on that were weird. I had like what sex gang children. Mm. They have like um what is that? Uh Southern Death Cult, of course, which mm-hmm. later became a cult. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then uh, Alien Sex Fiend. I'm like, what the Yes, yes, yes. yes. Right. <laughs> the name itself is like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, this was the 80s, so there weren't any Sex Pistols, but I don't know why. I think there was a reissue or what, and then sometimes there was like the Sex Pistols or, or the Clash. It mm. appears there. I'm like, wow. And then, at the same time, I discovered John Pill on BBC. Uh, okay, okay. So all these names on, on the chart started to have a sound to it. Right. He played like all kinds of stuff, like heavy stuff, mm. right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, wow, this is the sound I wanted because it has the heavy guitar. It's a guitar-driven rock without the guitar solos, without the, pe- the high-pitched <laughs> voice. So that's when I start going around, trying to desperately... Yeah. I mean, I was, I was recording off yeah. uh, BBC, but BBC was like mono. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's quite irritating when you play back the tape. It's in mono, so... And... Um, I, well, I, I, I looked around and then the, back then, of course, there were pirated tapes all over the place, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And some pirated tapes were actually the record shops themselves recording yes. all yeah. the channels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, shall yeah. remain nameless. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, and um, even the $2 pirated tape with a nice colored cover and yeah, and a printed yes. labels on the cassette, right? Uh, those actually, the, the quality really sucks, but they, 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 they had but I found the pistols. I found the clash. I found the stranglers. Mm. I found all mm. that. Yeah. And a couple of the uh, not so punky bands, but considered, you know, like um, goth, gothic bands, but they right. came, came from punk bands. And I don't know. So, and then another problem happened. I started to find bands like this, the pistols and the clash, quite irritating because they still had that bit of uh, blues there. Because <laughs> <they're> rock and roll, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I was like, okay, now the image is perfect, okay, especially the pistols. Yeah, mm. they were like really all I mean, they were fashion band. Yeah, but anyway, right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. But the fashion was there. I was like, whoa, this is great. I finally found the second wave of punk, which is the one with the Mohawks, like exploited GBH. Yep. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like blues are all removed from music. They were playing with motorhead speed, but with yeah. very basic chords. Mm. And they actually shouted. Mm. They, don't, they don't even sing anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I said, yeah. okay, that's it. I found my sound. Wait, how, 
how 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 young were you at that point in time? Um, as in getting into the punk, right? That was like yeah, like getting to the GBH 12? and all that. Twelve. Twelve, okay, thirteen, okay. fourteen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So started to spike my hair, and I went out dressed up like that. Okay. Because that's exactly what punk was back then. Like you, yes. you go out mm. and shock people with how you look. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And um, actually, there were a few. I found a few punks hang out at the uh, around Orchard Road. People that look like punks. Hmm. Okay. They had like jackets with studs and stuff, or bleach hair, or spiky hair. You know, torn jeans. Yeah. Uh, what's that? Bondage pants and stuff. So I started to make friends with them, but then I realized they they, they also listen to the sound of music, but they're basically just normal kids who dress up like that. Okay. Okay. So, um, I don't think there was uh, it's even. I mean, people were there, okay, those are posers there, but I don't think that was fair because there was nothing there. Right. There nothing right. Right. Then, so it you was, cannot yeah. be a poser if. If there wasn't yeah. a real scene, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I I got hang out with them, but then it still it didn't do it for me. I was bring my I want to say ghetto blaster, but that was like a mini combo. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> mini combo. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Blasting the tapes I have was exploited GBH as long as I can. But then uh, after a while I'm like, okay, you know what? It sucks just dressing up and then blasting music on the street. So and I knew that part of being punk is to actually go out there and create your own yes. music, play your own gigs. The whole, I cannot play guitar well, but fuck off, I'm just going to play anyway. I cannot sing, yeah. but who's, who's singing? I'm just going to yeah. do what I want. So, I, I, I formed Opposition Party by, you know, trying very hard to uh, look for members back then by listen, making them listen to me. So, I actually created punk music. You, you had a guitar already by that time. And I you had learn how to play. Yeah, but I couldn't really play well beyond the, you know, just bar chords. Right, right. Right. Yeah, it was I, I was more interested in just making noise okay. out of it, like <laughs> okay. distortion. I yeah. mean, I, I needed a bar chord because otherwise, is well, I can be a noise band, but I wasn't actually going for that kind of concept. Yeah. yeah. So I had to learn a bar chord to actually play right. something that's right. recognizable. Yeah. <laughs> so you can play a power chord. So actually, no, I still cannot play a bar chord well. That's why no, I <laughs> yeah, I play two fingers only, <laughs> which works in the. Which works when OP started becoming metal because it was trash. So, mm. right, right, right. Yeah. So, how do you how do you guys get together? I mean, like, you, okay, you say you met people hanging out at Orchard Road, but you, you know those weren't actual like people who were interested in making yeah. music. So, how how do you find how do you find the the original like your your first incarnation? Well, I kept I kept looking, I kept looking. So, if, uh, I got someone uh, who actually say, you know, you play bass and and the music was something that they can, they, can, they can deal with. And then mm-hmm. he got his friends and friends. So that last connection was the first generation of OP. Right, right. And this was in, what, 80, 85? Uh, because OP was officially formed in 86, right? So okay. I'll say maybe uh, if, if it's earlier than that, then probably like 85. Mm-hmm. Right, it's still right. in formation without the, the band name and stuff. How the mm-hmm. opposition party, the, the, the name 
come about? And then you guys gave yourselves all these different names as well. Like, what was what was the idea behind that? So, uh, that was me uh, saying that I don't like Sex Pistols, but actually taking leave of the uptown crop. So I was, uh, I was, I, I mean, I, I did a lot of reading already by then. I had like mm. a couple of years of reading up, right, and talking to people. Uh, so I, I, I really kind of knew, and I was like, okay, you know what? Now I got my band coming up. Yeah. But just forming a band and jamming, and then you know, like, you don't make any splash, you don't make a, any noise. Like, there's no attention that you can, you can grab, right? So what I need to do is, of course, the band name. Well, you know, I see the Sex Pistols. Okay, that's controversial enough back then, right? So, yeah. in Singapore, what suits Singapore? Because, <laughs> yeah, obviously, in that kind of environment back then, calling us an opposition party is like <laughs> saying I don't like the government, right? It's fucking brilliant, man. Yeah, that's when... Yeah, so... And then the other things, I'm like, okay, uh, next is the style. And mm. then uh, I have to tie my uh, debut carefully so I got in touch with I got in touch with uh, I really forgot who was it but uh, somehow I got in touch with Big O could be Chris O related or something like that because I okay. I also was, jam, was jamming a bit with uh, Zircon Launch oh alright okay yeah, but not like I don't remember because they have jam sessions you know they, have, they call people right. like similar yeah like minded yeah. people to, to hang out right so I forgot but uh, somehow rather he got to Big O yeah, mm-hmm. they got a big O, and yeah, they they gave that uh, front page. Mm, okay, okay. And so, then from there, with that, then uh, someone int- I told you someone introduced. Uh, there was someone from Euro who came and wrote about interview us, wrote about us, and that went on to Maximum Rock and Roll, mm. which is the the mm. punk fans. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So that created that explosion. I needed. And then okay. next it was the mainstream media because we were mm. playing for the, uh, what was that? The article that made them give us that, that spread in our life. It was uh, the um, arts festival. Uh, oh, the, the Botanic Gardens one, right? Yeah. The gig that you guys had to do, yeah. Yeah. So I think the newspapers were also dying for like something like interesting, something loud to play oh, yeah. <laughs> So punk rock gave them that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they needed something for the parents to go. Tis, 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 tis. Yeah. Disclaimer though, sorry, disclaimer though. Yeah. Um, a lot of the facts and a lot of the timeline is, is very blurish now. So, you know, someone might, or I myself might later go, oh, actually that wasn't that year or that wasn't a particular person, but you know. Mm-mm-mm. Right. Sure. Gotta, sure. Gotta give yeah. a, <laughs> take it a pinch of a salt and tequila. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. tequila. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I do remember that's the first time I came across you guys. Like it was in in Straits mm. Times. Yep. Right. And it was particularly interesting to me because I knew one of your members. I taught him in Sunday school. Wow. Vernon. Vernon. Ah. I taught that, him in was... Sunday school. 
Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, so that was like, what is this guy doing? <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. That is something that yeah. I didn't know about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of names, that was also like something influenced on the Sex Pistols, you know, like Steve Fisher, Francis Fryfield, Johnny Rotten, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, definitely there was nobody else in there around that time that had nope. all the naming <laughs> rights like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, so it was, it was the kind of... Um, I wasn't into marketing, but it was kind of like, uh, you know, for some some sub some subconscious effort, I actually got into that kind of marketing. Mm-hmm. Right before the internet, of course. Yeah. And yeah. It worked. It worked. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the other key things that I was quite wowed by you guys wasn't wasn't just the the kind of music that you guys were playing, but also your look. Because you guys had like the whole complete, you know, you see a lot of bands are just turning up just wearing what they normally wear to go to their jam session or whatever it is. Yep, yep, yep. But you guys came on and you guys have this coordinated, I mean, you guys had t-shirts, jacket, opposition party t-shirts mm. and jackets and stuff like that, right? So yes. what, what was hand that? Was hand that hand a, all hand-drawn, really? Wow, okay. <laughs> was that a thing for you? I mean, was that uh, like, uh, we have to do it like this. You can't just, you can't just anyhow, chapalang, whatever. Yeah, we, yep. Okay. And uh, that's one reason why I wasn't really uh, because I think if you if you look into the punk history, right? Mm. There were two camps, right? The American and the, and the, and the British yes. one, right? The UK one. Yeah. The American ones were like, why you say they actually just wear whatever they had, white t-shirt, blue jeans, <laughs> and they just go out there. Yeah. But they play like hardcore, and I mean. Yeah. I mean that that is good by itself, but for me, I yep. actually made the conscious effort because I thought it was the whole pistols, the whole UK thing, the loop, down to. Okay. Like I say, the, the the branding. Right, right. I maybe overdid it a bit because I actually didn't really bother the, about the music that much. Even the titles were, were meant to catch your attention, like masturbating in missiles. <laughs> who would name yeah. a song like that in the 80s? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's thinking, true. Well, that would actually probably get me in trouble because back then, I remember some uh, launch band got in trouble because he, he said a swear word on stage or something. Yeah. In the 80s, yeah. Yeah. And it was like in the newspaper, I'm like, okay, what about me talking about masturbating? Yeah. <laughs> so destroy all nations, that's all I had. Yeah. That was like, I'm trying to, you know, <laughs> I was just trying my luck, yeah. <laughs> to see how far okay. I can go, yeah. Trying to get attention, <laughs> nah, yeah. Yes. So, yep, so I, I wasn't towing the line, that's what I'm saying. I was actually pushing right. it. So, and yeah, it, it, it was consciously like that because I thought, uh, without knowing that was actually marketing, thought this is actually mm. gonna create more of a lasting impression, a first impression. Yeah. I mean definitely, I didn't really yeah. like bands that go out there with just t-shirt and jeans if yeah. you are like into metal or punk, that it comes it comes with a look. Right. Yeah. 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 There's a the whole like package how, to the whole thing. Yes, right? exactly. People come yeah. to see you in a show, they want to I mean they want to experience the, the music of course, mm. the energy. But then I myself found it very boring. And, uh, even back then when I was, I, I was choosing punk, I chose punk bands based on the looks or so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Very teenage thing to do it. I mean, it's like, oh, he, this guy's got a member that's like wearing a singlet. What? That's not punk. Another kind of mentality. I had that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you guys, you guys got together. I mean, I, I, I know that, um, you know, you re- you started releasing your demos. This was in the eighties. Um, you put out a couple, a couple of a few demos. 
um, before you guys actually was it was it new school new school rock you guys were in the new school rock compilation yeah. as well right so yeah. you were you about the same time yes the, the official recording was new school rock and right. then in okay. uh, in France we had the seven inch brain fuck right mm. right yeah so mm. I mean, like well, that was about I mean, like, time, yeah. so were you surprised by the response of the of of the people uh, of the audience to to you guys um okay they all varied because uh, no surrender was uh, the official first public performance okay. before that we're doing like small live shows we call it in the jam studio just right. like i do now mm. right yes. <laughs> yeah just get <laughs> yes. people in I, yeah yeah besides the op members i was also gathering my own little crew of punks <laughs> okay mm. So they will come to the studios and hang out and, and have a real show. Of course, there was, you know, not that many of them. But mm -hmm. these were the same people that I made sure they come down to our gigs to watch us. Ah, uh, mm. okay, okay. Yep. So, but uh, No Surrender was good because that was before I actually created that many, had that many people. But it was us meeting the public for the first time. And the response was uh, probably because the people going there expected to see us. It was really good. I think it went down okay. pretty well. And I think we delivered, I, I mean, I delivered what I planned to do by shocking these people. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and that was, yep. that was the very first, that was the very first OP, OP gig. To the, to the general public. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. You guys went on, um, I guess, I guess the new school rock thing, the, the, that CD definitely also helped to kind of expand it, expand your, your audience a bit. Where do you see your, you know, where did you see yourselves in that in that new young so-called indie indie scene at that time? Mm. I actually up till now, even even now as mm. we speak, right? I never actually give any thought. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was uh, me being polite. I actually don't didn't give a fucking like. Okay. Being polite there, didn't give any thought. I didn't give any yeah. thoughts about the scene back then. I fucked the scene there, so that's precisely what I think. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I know I had to be part of a scene, but mm. then I didn't want to be part of the scene. Mm. Ah, okay. That's exactly what I, I've been keeping to till now. So I... And, and okay, the, the thing is that we were asking me, I was saying the, um, the response from No Serenity was very good. Mm. And then with the, the ones that went to the Botanical Gardens, there was a Ready Vision Punk. Mm. anniversary show and stuff those are the good ones in the late 80s right when, right when the, the the hype was still there the vibe was still there people were coming and people probably hopefully people were converting to punk rock or start to like punk rock after they watch op you know people the, the audience are growing mm. and um like i said because uh new school rock was recorded with big o right yes but a year or two before that I actually took off and went to Malaysia. Oh, okay. Yep. So, uh, because of the the the, the uh, sorry the network that we created, and then because of Maximum Rock and Roll, so we actually got into this uh, international punk network, and we got to know the Malaysian punk scene too. And then they were like, "Come on down, man! We never have like a real spiky hair punk band play." The, the, back then, they were all like thrash metal. Ah, metal. okay. That was the Malaysian metal. scene, yeah. Right. Or hardcore. Right. So they had like American style hardcore. They had like indies. They had like thrash metal. 
They right. don't have like the spiky hair and the they don't have that. So didn't have that. So we went over and played a few shows. And then I myself, well, the, the bands I was listening to started to play, have like, incorporated more metal into the sound, including they exploited everything. Oh, okay. And I also started listening to trash metal where I thought, hey, you know what? You have the UK, these are fast UK hardcore. Yeah. And trash metal, although it's from the US, right? But that is like an extension. It's a bad, well, more, something that's more well played. Mm. Like the recording mm. were very poorly done, some of them. The mix mm. were very muddy, but the energy was there. And of course, they were better played because they were basically metal musicians. Yes. So I got into that, that and then I started writing more metal songs. Those appear mm. in New School Rock. Those are actually the first two trash songs yeah. I wrote. Mm. Yep, yep. Okay. Right before that, I recorded four songs, which were still in the old, original OP, uh, UK hardcore style punk that went on to the Seven Inch Brain Fuck right. uh, single. They were released about the same time, but they had like <laughs> two different directions. And that's when it started sucking. So, <laughs> <laughs> for me, I, because the whole thing started wearing off. Uh, okay. With the 7 inch, we started to get a lot more well known within the International Punk Network. Right. But then that was back then. You cannot just hop on the plane and go and visit mm-hmm. somewhere that easily. You could yep. if you're rich. Yep. Yeah. Like if you own a string of chain hotels or something like that. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I couldn't go anywhere except Malaysia. Okay. I tried to go to Thailand too, but then it was difficult. I actually booked gigs around, but then some of them I just couldn't go because mm. the, the whole financial thing. Right. It's like there were no $200. $50 plane fares, right? Yeah, yeah. That's true. Flying that's somewhere true. is like, it's like minimum, even to Thailand, I think it would be like $800. I don't oh, know, I don't yeah. remember, but I didn't yeah. even yeah, check it out. Do- but then, yeah, bank those days, yeah, very expensive. Yep. And with Singapore, okay, that was the European side, right? The, the international side. So in Singapore, with the new school rock CD and then the gigs, um, it's, it kind of started to suck because the whole initial high was gone. That's thrill. Right, right. Yep. And I... I think that back then, this Pony Canyon came into the scene. And the good thing is that they... About Pony Canyon, we actually yeah. experienced the... Uh, we actually had the experience of being a real band. Although it's filtered through a corporate company. Right. Where gigs were set up for you, you go there and that things yeah. were just there. Mm. You know, you had a newspaper. There was a lot, a lot more interviews coming from newspapers and magazines because they were, they were doing the PR and marketing properly, right? They had mm. that mm. system, that machine in place. So that yep. was that first taste of, oh, okay. This is like 
band band kind of stuff, you know. Right, right. You yeah. know, you be you be playing like outside easy dance. What the hell? Who actually put OP there? But yes, <laughs> if you are on a you know, there's a gig outside easy dance spot at the yeah yeah correct at the so. where, where the Moss Burger used to be. Yep, and then with that kind of uh, major exposure, that was also first time experience. Like, hey, oh, there was the Denny's last time near Orchard Towers. Yeah, yeah. So we like hang out eating Denny's after a jam session nearby because we jam near that uh, Ming Arcade. We're jamming there, and then we'll just proceed to Orchard Tower and mm. eat and drink. And then there'll be like people pointing at us and poking. We're like, okay, I think they know us. No, it's first time we we had that kind of like. Being recognized like fans, kind of by thing, the la. general public, right? Yeah, so actual fan action. So that was, <laughs> yes, it was fun. <laughs> I won't call it a high point, but it was a experience. <laughs> okay. That right before that, I was the underground. You know what I mean? I was playing. Right, too. right. Yeah, but then I think that also created. Uh, the way back then, the the scene started to evolve and develop. Mm. So. And there were really this the whole call, so-called um, you are mainstream, we are underground. The, the kind yep. of a mm. separation yep. started yeah. happening. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, that was, that was when I thought, okay, that's the end. There's no more <laughs> fun. Yeah. The one thing I remember from about, about you guys, the, one of the biggest things was when, about, about OP was when we did this gig in Sentosa. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a like uh, huge, big, Music festival mm. show, right? Yep. And uh, and then your band and my band, I don't somehow we got lumped into the same tiny little like bedroom dressing room type thing, and they didn't allow us to have any like like proper refreshments and stuff. Yeah. We had like bottles of water we and shit like that. The, uh, because of Bon Jovi or something like that, Bon Jovi or <laughs> yeah, yeah. or yeah, I think it was Bon Jovi. Yeah. Or poison or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and then they all look the same to me. Like, yeah. Oh, you had the you had the idea. Let's just go and raid their rooms and just grab the alcohol from them, and then bring them to our rooms. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah, we I remember that. Okay, I um, I can't didn't like the show because we weren't treated. Because I remember yeah. when we went on stage, and then there was like uh this huge drum set up, and then we went on stage. Then like yeah. no, you put a little drum set. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the monkey drum set. You mean? <laughs> This is our running theme. Yeah, so yeah, I remember the backstage, we, we had like, we had proper rooms to ourselves, but it was like some kind of old barracks or dormitory, right? Yeah, that, I think it was the, the military barracks or something like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I remember old... we had like rooms that were the furthest away from where the major <laughs> artists were. Yeah, we had to walk all the way to the... Yeah, I remember <laughs> yeah. that now. So I didn't really yeah. want like that show because of how we were treated, although yeah. it was an experience. Yeah, so. yeah. 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 Yep. I mean, it's one, you... it's, one of, it's one of those, you know, big full-on festival crowd. Yes, yes, You know what yes. I mean? This is an actual, you know, you got like 10,000 people there kind of thing. Yes, so, I mean, yes. we never played to a crowd that big before, I don't think. I mean, no, for no, me, no, definitely that, not. That was, that was the biggest uh, so-called festival show in Singapore yeah. back then. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was, it was. And I think there was um, some Hong Kong singer too, yeah. Andy Lau, uh, Liu Tehua. Andy Lau, yeah. 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 Which so, is kind of weird. You have Andy weird. Lau opposition party and Bon Jovi on the same day. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wow. <laughs> nice. But that's what I meant, you know, that's uh, the, 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 I won't call it the really high point because I don't want to actually, you know, 
keep yeah. giving credit to that era. But that was when, you know what I mean? It's like, you, you're, it, you know how it, it felt. You actually get to know how it feels like to be in the system. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. if, if it was like another two, three years back in the late 80s, imagine me trying to apply to play the festival. <laughs> they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Your name alone is like a big turn off. <laughs> yeah. But now it's like the label comes up and go like, okay, you know what? We've got this band. They look like this. They're happening. Festival mm. organizer be like, okay, let's put them before. Okay. Let me, let me, yeah. 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 <laughs> kind of stuff though, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a system. <laughs> you, I mean, you already mentioned that you were getting sick of the whole thing. So what, yeah. what actually happened? <laughs> so what happened is that we, after all that, Big shows, blah, 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 with uh, Pony Cannon Spring Roll. We were still waiting for our, our actual album to be recorded. We did record mm. a couple of tracks for the compilation bonus, the one with the bananas. Right, yes. Okay, so uh, were you on that? AWOL, was it on that? No, no, no we, weren't, we weren't signed to Pony Canyon. Oh, you're AWOL? Yeah, yeah, we went AWOL. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... So yeah, now we know we're getting older. That joke started coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, after we, were, we were waiting, but then and after that, it's like, okay, you know what? We actually recorded a demo. It was a follow-up to what? Because we were releasing uh, cassette tapes that were recorded mm. off our, the, the same mini combo that was blasting <laughs> in the streets. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that was okay for the underground, but then we wanted something better because we really met, kind of metal with it. We had the hair started to grow longer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, and uh, the jeans started to become tighter, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we started tucking our t-shirts. Okay, the the t-shirts, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and wearing wristbands. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yes. we, re- we went to studio and recorded, uh, recorded this demo, okay? Which we never released. Actually, it was released only a couple of years ago as part of the box set that we had. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Threshing It to Death was recorded in the early 90s. Okay, okay. Uh, never saw the light of day until 2016 or right. 17. Yeah. So, we recorded that. I, I don't remember what, but the devil then there was a member. There was mem- the members start changing because I think there was all this, I told you, everything started wearing off. Members mm-hmm. were leaving, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then, and, uh, we got, because we were jamming at TNT and then TNT said, hey, our boy said, why don't I put out a cassette for you, a release for you? Oh, okay. Instead of you just hang around waiting for that album that's not going to happen and then, and like, it really didn't happen because uh, Pony Cannon quit. Yeah. yeah, that's right, yeah. So, so we recorded at TNT and he was, he was eager to start a label. So we were his first band, his first sign up. And that's okay. where he got the Bond cassette. Right, right. So that was in 95. And then, uh, but then the tape sold very well. It was like Power Records, one of the best-selling tape or something like that. Wow, okay. The Tower Records actually made a little standee for us. They paid for us. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, the label have to pay to make a standee, right? Or provide yeah, a standee. Yeah, 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 but yeah. Tower did that, yeah. Yeah, they put a standee and put it right at the, the, the cashier there. Cashier. Yeah. And then we had to keep, re- I heard from Boyd, they had to keep, has to keep replenishing it because people were just buying it there. Yeah. Mm. But then, they sounds like, okay, that sounds like a high point, but then after that, 
went downhill. Mm. Like the the scene changed a lot. So they even the underground punks, mm. I, I don't really see them anymore. Right. And then something really awful happened to um, rock music. Right. I don't know who I'm going to offend, but fuck them. <laughs> something called grunge. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> So grunge successfully killed hardcore punk rock, fresh metal. Everything got mm. killed by them. Yeah. Yep. 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 Agreed. So and uh, of course, then there were the younger generation. They play a different kind of music, be it grunge or more indie sounding, mm. yep. and heavy music was like on its way out already. So I decided, okay, no fuck this shit. <laughs> I decided to go on an unofficial hiatus. Actually, didn't break break up. We still hang out, Jane. But I just oh, okay. kept very low profile. I didn't want to do anything. Right, Occasionally, right. I went to Malaysia, but same thing. Like right. what we had in the early in the late eighties in Malaysia, that wow, OP mm. OP will disappear too. Oh, okay. Yeah, because that 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 the scene thing happens throughout the world. So yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the whole musical shift was around that time as well. You know, as we as we got more into the electronic side of things and, and electronic electronic dance music the Manchester and all that yeah I think I heard that uh, later after that a lot of the ex-punks were actually going to rave in the UK right yeah yeah because that's the next like that's crazy next, things yeah, yeah. Uh, house house and everything yeah, yeah so uh, yeah so that was uh, mid 90s so I'll say the unofficial hiatus was about 4-5 years Obviously, you know, I, I, I can't just, you know, sit there and do nothing. Mm. But I tried the five years, right? I woke up every day and, and uh, like, what the fuck is it? I'm not doing my life now. <laughs> Seriously, that's how bad it felt without being a, like a full-fledged punk band. Yeah. So when, so, was, when was it, when was it uh, that you decided, okay, la, it's time, I, it's time I, I better do something again. Yep. So we recorded another demo, which is called OP nineteen ninety nine. Hmm. Not released. So we recorded to plan for a comeback, and then I don't remember something happened. It got it, it morphed and became the EP version one point zero. That was two thousand or something like that. If I yeah, remember. exactly. We I I thought the okay, same. The uh, the yeah. old the marketing brain came out and like I think year two thousand is a good year to make a comeback. Yeah. Because you release something, everyone's going to talk about year 2000, right? So you release something yep. that has this whole software-looking... Yes. Uh, <laughs> to it. Yeah, people actually get it. Yes, and of course, yes. it, it worked. Yeah. We had like uh, <laughs> a launch show and it was everyone just buying it off the, sh- the, the, the tables. Like, wow, you know, it's happening again. Yeah, yeah. And we managed to d- do that whole festival circuit around like oh, Korea, okay. Taiwan. That was two billion. That was all the Megadeth and Biohazard. Yeah. That was again, I felt that, you know, ah, it was actually better because when in Singapore, even we, when we play gigs as a Pony Cannon band, right? 
the treatment wasn't that well. Mm. But mm. when we went to play overseas festivals, it was a lot better. Oh yeah, which festivals was were you playing at? Uh, we played one in Korea, Busan. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, that one was with Nightwish. Right, right. Yeah, and then uh, we played mm. one in Taiwan, Formosa. Mm. Oh, okay. That one had Megadeth and Biohazard. Wow. <laughs> okay. And then the the rest is smaller festivals or in between dates. You know, we had like small clubs. Ah, okay. And uh, we did all that, and that was uh, good because uh, that's when yep, I learned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, I learned nothing yep. in Singapore, but when I, I just a couple of years, a couple of years, a couple of times, you play in a, in a different country where again there's a system. Yep. That's when I learned you can actually send out technical riders. You can even send out backstage rider. Yeah. You go like, yeah. I want this kind of beer, and then <laughs> someone will get the kind of beer for you. So you didn't have to go and steal from Megadeth or steal from Biohazard, uh. <laughs> <laughs> You don't even have to go like, uh, I want, uh, I want a case of beer. They're like, fuck off, lah. You're not even getting water, no. They'll say that yeah. in Singapore, but then. Yeah. I'll be like, beer, what kind of beer you want? Okay, we'll get it and uh, make sure it's chill for you. I mean, they obviously they know they're festival organizers, they know we're not big rock stars, right? But the treatment is, there's a certain level where, yes. okay, musicians are treated this way, they ask for these kind of things. Unless, of course, I go there, like, I want a, I want massage, I want this kind of beer, a whole buffet table. <laughs> <laughs> you want that? <laughs> you know what I mean, right? But the, what, is a, what, what is deemed fair mm. to request for, they give it to you. Yeah, yeah? Yep. I want wireless because I the stage is so big. I'm not gonna run around with this cable, right? Yeah, it's not long enough. Get a wireless for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Actually, Francis, yeah. I want to ask you about Francis. I want to ask you about something because you made a good point just now when you were saying that, you know, like fuck the local scene and all that, right? Because I realized one thing. I mean, observing over the years, right? The the bands that are the most successful, the local bands are most successful in 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 making an impact overseas, right? Usually were the kind of the metal bands. Very much so. Is it really because that your your mindset is bigger than just thinking about Singapore? I think when you feel like an outcast, then uh, you do try to just get out there and, 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 and do more. So, you know, getting overseas, playing in, uh, in, in, in some club in the UK, right? Mm. I don't know because I've, I've never been a pop band and I never tried selling myself as one, right? It's like, you simply ask and you get. Right. I'm not, not talking about beers and, and dressing room now. I'm talking about like, can we play? Right. It's like, yeah, if you order a turn up and you don't care much about how much you're getting paid for, right? Come. Yep. So there's this, um, I think a lot of uh, the people in the underground scene, yep. the more metal punk mm. side, right? They, they, they know they need to help each other. So a lot of bands that are in Singapore that went overseas and played and did tours, right? I think a lot of it is, uh, yep. is this network, this uh, whole... Uh, mm. you know, bond they have with a similar genres based overseas and the clubs or the people, the fans and all that. So you just decide, you know, up and go, just going. Yeah. So was it easy? I mean, like, was it easy for you then? No, it's quite simple because we, we know we are not doing a circuit thing already. There's no bus to come and pick us out. So it's like backpacking with guitars. Oh, okay, okay. Hmm. And we weren't backpacking, but we stayed at friends' house and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. That people gave us, they feed us, they let us drink. We just, I mean, of course, I mean, we we didn't get like major crowds in some of the clubs we play, but then you know, we nobody knows us anyway. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. 
No, yeah, because I always find it amusing, right? Because like, you know, I've been involved in all this kind of nonsense. They spend a lot of money, right? I said, okay, we want to export Singapore music, but achieve fuck all, you know? Right? When you see all these indie punk and metal bands achieve million times more. Yeah. <laughs> Organizations like that, right? Whether they are crazy government or whatever, some mm. some kind of organization yeah. that supposed to support us, whatever. I mean, all this, there's, there's something that now they use yeah. effectively and that is the internet. Right. We were saying who because I don't even know the band names. Even, <laughs> even the band mouth one of the pop bands, I'll be like, uh, hard pressed to be <laughs> Let, let me make up. Let me make up one. The uh, uh, nice. the crumpled bookmarks. Yeah, we should use yeah. that for our next the project. Crumpled, <laughs> the crumpled bookmarks. <laughs> the crumpled bookmarks, right? Yeah, are like okay. uh, maybe in their twenties now. Okay. Okay. And uh, some of them may have uh, graduated from some uh, yeah music related class. I don't know why. I'm just imagining. Okay. Mm. So it's like they 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 maybe they get a grant or their family will give them a kind of like a some kind of a mm. budget and then next thing you know it's like followers 300k they're like yeah. what the fuck you know and then there'll be like a very polished music video yeah that you can of course let everyone see if you put in like $500 a day for your Facebook marketing yeah, you know yeah. what I mean or Instagram so that is something that is used effectively and very different from the metal because the metal bands yeah yeah I, I'm not saying all but I think most of them still have no budget like me until now still no budget just that, yeah, some mm. things are easier to buy now or to mm. pay for now. So, so I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking like uh, what Kevin mm. was saying. What if I had a budget? What if I was really lucky? I was in a different universe, okay? Yeah. I had a budget. Okay, let's say my budget ranges, uh, let's mostly say five to ten grand yeah. per month, okay? And this is back in the, uh, let's say, late 80s, early 90s, right? My God, I tell you, even bigger splash OP would be like on all the billboards. Right. There was no internet, so but then my distribution would be fantastic. I'll be I won't be recording off my mini combo. The recording will be like I'll be flying in freaking producers. <laughs> They're producing trash bands. Maybe the Slayer producer will come. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Maybe maybe back then Metallica, Metallica still wasn't that big yet. Yeah, but they might not come and guess on my guitar if I pay them well enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. This yeah. budget thing, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I really should play pop music. Yeah, after thirty over years, <laughs> I realized I should play pop music. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, you don't think you don't think like that too. I mean, like, how can I mean, how do you measure how big or how? Yes. Much you have made it in the scene these days. It's, it's, yes, exactly. You wouldn't know where it's coming from, right? Yeah. If that time was now, very different. Because, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think you can uh, get more coverage, exposure with uh, it's just a small budget now. No, that's true. That's true. Though. I mean, you know, yeah. That's why when we hear stories like, say, you guys going overseas to play, like, like you mentioned in Europe and stuff like that. I mean, people go there, they can actually do it and, and like actually make something out of it over there. It, it's quite, to me, like, it's quite inspiring in that sense like, that this whole idea of, you know, like your parents will tell you, well, oh, you know, mm. it's totally BS only because 
you know, maybe we have the wrong framework. We're from the wrong country, the wrong la. The problem is, it's a Singaporean, a Singaporean mindset, you see. <laughs> so even it even applies to Singaporean musicians or indie musicians, whatever. It's a very very it's always in the box, huh? It's like okay, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna pay pay bills. Gonna release an EP, mm-hmm. and that's it. <laughs> Yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. If you're talking about like being a, ah, yeah. a band, band, yes. right? Because the yes, other yes, one would be yes, a cover yes. band. That was a different scene, a different yeah. scene. Yeah. Because that one, if you make it, I mean, back then, you, I think yes. you do know, right? That couple of <coughs> cover bands that did make it. Yeah. Playing a fire, disco playing at a Europa, whatever. Those, those are, at the, yes. at the time, if you're not talking yeah, about like, the this independent yeah, yeah. scene, yeah. that Res- is the resident band, resident band, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. That irritated the irritated the fuck out of me. I was like, uh, I mean, okay, you want to talk about uh, why the other reason why OP was formed is because I just couldn't find music I can go and watch and like. Right, 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 right. So there was no not much original music, and of course there were bands playing original music, especially as well. There was a lot of blues for some reason. Singapore mm. is very bluesy. Thing. But then, same out uh, the blues is like also another bunch of outcasts, you know, they, yeah. they're not getting accepted anywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're not playing fucking loud and horrible music yet. Yeah. Yes. Like, ah, no, 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 yes. no blues, no yeah. blues. Yeah. Yeah. But you yeah. know what? I did try, uh, I, did, I don't know if you remember or you were aware that OP actually did the uh, cover band circuit for a while. So. Really? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, this was in the. Uh, this is at the same time we didn't actually change anything. We we have OP OP. So right. playing whatever masturbating missiles, playing whatever yeah. impending death, right? Yeah. After that. But we created another version where we switched all, all of us. So the drummer has to play drums. And, uh, I was playing bass, and then the other member that played bass was, was singing and that kind of thing. So we we switched depending on the song. Then we learn cover song of things that we think can be accepted at the pub right. and yet we don't really feel bad playing so we're playing like Billy Idol playing Raymond okay, okay. and stuff <laughs> yep and I took uh, do you guys know what a yellow pages are? yeah yes. yeah, yeah of course lah the phone book right? you know there's this of course lah phone book, book yeah. yellow of course pages <laughs> so yellow pages I was flipping there was uh, like finding night, nightclubs or launch there was a section of cocktail lunch. Yeah. I until I still don't know what the fuck the cocktail lunch is. But anyway, <laughs> so calling them one by one, saying if they, asking them if they want a band. Then, of course, they were like, what kind of band? Like, rock band. I wasn't there, say punk band, night rock band. And uh, actually, uh, one, a very small pub down at Ballester called Dallas Midnight Lounge or something. Let's <laughs> hear listen to the name. Sounds like yes. Ballester wrote to you, right? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so, we went there and then the, the part owner was this uh, middle-aged yeah. Chinese man, you know. And he was like, oh yeah, the stage there, go on, go on, play, 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 play. So, we played there for like a month or so, yeah. Just playing covers of uh, softer versions of <laughs> punk rock. Oh, wow. What will later be yeah. called punk, pop punk. So we... <laughs> pop punk, yeah, pop punk. <laughs> yeah, so we were playing that and it was a... Uh, it was quite fun actually because uh, basically we're just jamming mm-hmm. cover song mm-hmm. and then uh, random people were drinking beer when you play Be Lighter they're like oh, oh dance the beer <laughs> <laughs> but then of course we, we get non-stop bombarded with smoke on the water we're like I don't even know how to play the intro no. 
Other than that, I don't know how to. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> and nobody can sing the chorus. It's so high. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Having been through the different eras, I would say, of, of the scene, and then coming back, um, what what would you say would be like the the key thing that you you picked up um, since the beginning? Is there is there something <laughs> yeah, the that you believe? The life lessons question. <laughs> is there, is there oh, something? That is there something that yeah? Is there something that you know you you've realized about yourself that uh, you know something you learn about yourself or something that you Yes. Okay. Um, one thing I already mentioned is that I realized that um, through the band and also that will apply in your daily life, whether you have a project or a job or whatever, that you cannot let a lot of people have um, a lot of say in something that you create yourself. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's one I learned. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I also realized that uh, the uh, not trying to be part of the scene all the way from the beginning was the right thing to do. Mm. Yep, yep, yep. Right. Yep. Agreed. So, I mean, not being part as in not fully. I mean, I, I am part of the scene. Yeah. It's not like yeah. oh, I'm a, I'm by myself, so I'm part of the scene. But mm. not doing the whole scene, scene thing with everyone actually could have been one of the reasons why OP lasted so long. Yeah. Right. Because although I am with the scene, but then I do my own thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then if you like it, then okay. Yeah. You can do something together. If you don't like it, then oh, fuck off. Because I can just do something else somewhere else. Right. Yeah. The yep. world is so yep. big. Yeah. So, uh, basically, to sum it up, I learned that um, I learned nothing, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I just learned to uh, do you know, do things by yourself. Mm. Right. This, uh, so it's actually back to the whole punk DIY thing. Yeah, think, DIY. Right? Yep, yeah. yep, 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 yep. Kind of not punk because, you know, yeah. I have to yeah. do yeah. social media, so I yeah. don't know how punk rock that is. Uh. Yeah. No, I totally agree, you know, because, you know, because I, I teach, nowadays it's insane, you know, I teach pop music appreciation, you know. <laughs> nice joke. Really? Yeah. Yeah, true, really, yeah. true. I actually teach pop music appreciation. That's how crazy the country is now. Okay. Wow. So I always like, okay, la, my, from my academic point of view, I always say, what is the most important, if you look at rock history, what's the most important time? It's actually punk. I mm. still believe that. I still yeah, believe no, that. Okay. For punk, you know, 76, 77. Yes, that's yes, right. yes. That's the most important. For, for Ever since then, la, everything flows from that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, correct. I mean, the closest we can, like, that was the 70s, right? Yeah. Yes. And the closest we got in the 60s was nothing much because everyone was too mellow with all the, the drug scene, right? The closest would be the rock, rock and roll rebels of the 50s. Uh. Yeah. yeah. Those were still yeah, considered which is still like, very punk. They were still like, yeah. 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 So yeah, correct. Punk is the one that's actually the most extreme form of 
whatever that was in the 50s and the 60s because they were basically yep. garage bands that are very raw, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah right, yeah, actually. Yeah, it's yeah. taking that mm. whole garage band yeah. concept and just ramping it. Yeah. So, so um, what would be the best thing about being Francis Frightful right now? Okay, it's mellow out. That means I don't have that. I kind of lost that. Sorry, excuse me. Kind of lost that 80s, like putting out the middle finger everywhere, kicking dustbins over and stuff. Okay. Okay. And uh, not giving a fuck. Mm. So now, the best thing is that I have all that, not giving a fuck attitude, but without the kicking over dustbin and... Are you waiting for punchline, right, Kevin? I don't want to see your face, but there's no punchline. I thought you'd be the one kicking the dustbin then. Quietly put it back again then. What I'm trying to say is that uh, the, the, the anger right. and the feeling of me outcast is still there, mm. but it has gotten more personal. Oh, okay. It's gone inside. Right, right. And that's because probably we are all not allowed to go out and party yes. one, two people, but then uh, that's besides the point. Uh, yeah. Is that, uh, I, I find that, yeah, the, the whole, the, the, the craziness that I, I used to have day in, day out, right? I just concentrate everything, that, the, the energy, I'll let it explore on stage. And I find that a lot more satisfying. So, I kind of, what I'm trying to say is that maybe I learned how to control myself. Uh, the reason why I came out with that is because you forced me to answer this question. Actually, I, I, <laughs> see lah, you force him to reflect, man. Yeah, Come on. Okay. yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, words. Now I feel like going out there and kick that piece again. <laughs> <laughs> That's the like, shit. What the fuck happened to me, though? No, no I mean like okay. Here's the thing, Rabbit. But last, I mean, you know, last year didn't didn't you guys do babies or something like that recently also? Yeah. Wasn't uh, that like... 2020. It was... Uh, I didn't particularly... Uh, was in, into that idea. They were... Uh, even if there was supposed to be uh, some audience, right? I knew it's not going to be like the typical right. rock festival kind of audience. Right. Mm. Not a vibe. So I wasn't really into the idea. But then a part of me thought, you know what? Um, the pandemic has happened for a year. The tales are horrified. Right. Whatever plans were just sitting there on a shelf for almost a year already. Right. So I was like, okay, you know, I better start learning <laughs> some new shit, like how to, how, what kind of, what kind of platforms can I use to, to reach out to people? Right. And right. then, I thought babies offered this perfect opportunity because they are professionals, right? Mm. I mean, they've been running mm. the festival, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have to do any setup, I just need to turn up there and they'll do the whole live stream, they'll set everything for me mm. and I just need to perform and deliver. Yep. So I went for it. And in the end, uh, it was really good when you watch it because they had like a whole camera crew doing the whole, you know, yep. panning yeah. and all that. And the close-up and everything, right? But then when you're on stage, it's static. Yeah. I mean, I'm moving around, but you know what I mean? Aesthetic. Yeah. yeah. Looking, nothing. Yeah. There were actually yeah, yeah. a handful of people sitting there. They bought tickets to watch us. But... Uh, because of the stage lights, I only can, I could see only like a couple of feet. Yeah. Yep. Right, 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 right. No, I it's mean like I can see surreal lah. It's surreal lah, right? Yeah, I can see a couple of feet as in I can see their their feet, their car, <laughs> yeah, the feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, 
So yes, and then uh, I, but that actually was good because I know at least there's some live mm. audience watching. Right, right. The rest would be, the rest would be like whatever, whatever that's behind the camera, like beyond that, over on the YouTube. So good experience. If I have, if uh, if if this is going to be a norm, then I will I will probably have to do it. But then, I'm hoping it's not going to be a norm. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. I actually still want to do that launch party for that tales to horrify. Ah, right. Inch. Right. Yep. So, I um, don't want to think too much about how to do it. But I was thinking, if you know, worst come to worst, it will be just a small jam studio show back to the back to the roots. Yeah, so yeah, I'm I, I'm I'm planning to, but then, I I don't know what's gonna be installed. So now I'm just, you know, trying not to be too optimistic. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> that helps. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, you you okay? You said you wanted to do a a a, a giveaway. Mm. What what are we what are we, what is the giveaway? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are we? What do you want to give away? What are we away? giving away? Yeah. Uh the OPCD. The uh, zombie fight CD. Okay, why 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 that why that one in particular? Because I don't want to give the new one. <laughs> 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 okay, yeah. well, okay. Here's the deal. What what do you want people? you need what do you need people to do to 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 get this? Um. Okay. Well, I uh, they can uh, like, follow, subscribe, whatever you want. That that one is is better if you do it, but but the main thing the to leave a comment. Okay. Okay. Lion City Punk Rock. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so that way I know they're from the show and then uh just pick uh, how many should I give? Um uh. Officially, I'll just say, how many do you think is, is, is enough? We make it retail exclusive. So let's say like, you know, like five, five people, whatever. Okay, yeah, good. So up to five, yeah, five copies. It's to like, follow, subscribe, and then leave a comment. But you know, there's the comment I'm going after because that's okay. only where I can pick people. Yeah, yeah. Yep. 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 Where, 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 where can they find OP then? On, on the line. Online. On the line. On the, inter, on the interline, <laughs> interweb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um okay if it's uh any other social media it's opposition party sg okay instagram and facebook that you can find that is too of course one word right yeah okay mm. so yeah. any of the socials oh. lah. any of the socials would yeah you know socials yes mm. okay oh, yeah let's tell people now we can okay. actually do this yeah. we can actually do this as a as a christmas gift yeah, oh, so just before Christmas. Christmas, a frightful yeah. Christmas. Who wants, who wants a zombie fight? If you want it, you gotta do. We gotta do. We gotta do like ad voices for this fight. Christmas too jolly for you. Have a zombie fight Christmas. Opposition party. Actually, pretty good. Can this guy? This fella definitely can. <laughs> we'll put that. You know, like and subscribe. Opposition party SG, Facebook and Instagram. And leave a comment. Lion City Punk Rock. You could just be zombie fight for Christmas. Okay. Alright. Yeah. Okay. But thanks. Okay. Thanks man. very much once again for 
for coming on, man, and, and chatting. Thanks. Take care. For take care. Take care. Yeah. Yes. All right. Take care, Francis. See you around. Okay. All right. Bye. Wow, that was great. See you the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, never yeah. Change, never change. Yeah, you got a great storyteller, that guy. Yeah. But he's he's like, I love him, lah. I guess he's like laser focused. Yeah. On, on what he wants and no bullshit, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's like really honest upfront. Yeah. It's no bullshit, lah. It's just what he says, what he means, and means what he says. Yeah. Things. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Great to have. One a copy of the Zombified CD by Opposition Party. All you need to do is to go on the opposition party social media, right? We'll just say Facebook and Instagram for this one. And uh, just put there Lion City Punk Rock. Oh, like and subscribe. So you got to like and subscribe the, the social media. And um, basically, just put there Lion, Lion City, City Punk, Rock. Punk Rock in the comments. And you could be one of the five lucky winners of the Zombified CD by Opposition Party. Well, that's it. Another amazing episode. So I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. And uh, as usual, you know, don't forget uh, to give us your feedback. Yeah. Like and subscribe, you know. And if you this is the first one you're listening to, then mm. make sure you listen to all the other uh, episodes as well. Stay safe. Yep. Take care. And hopefully we can get to see you in the real world one day. Yeah, see ya. Ciao.